this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. Welcome to Feature Creep, colon. Built-in microwave. Semicolon. How to do a thing. Maybe. Great. Yeah. We nailed that intro. We, we don't have it. to redo it. I'm not messing that up by talking about it right now. Usually when we record these things, we're like, no, I think we can do better. And for the next 45 minutes, we re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-record the intro. Yes, exactly That's like that. That's never happened. That's never happened. Uh, so our this one that we're doing is about how we're doing a thing, maybe. Yeah. Um, I was thinking we could talk about the... Um, so we've been working on this book for a while. Yeah. Um, Chris, our friend who has been on the podcast a few times and actually is a graphic designer. Um, he's, you know, obviously right now we're, we're doing social distancing, so he's not available. Um, but so we're not going to get too much into it. We're just going to talk a little, like our, <laughs> we have a of critical it. shortage of, um, like m- microphone and sound equipment that we can mail back and forth. Yeah. And so like <laughs> right now I have some yeah. and you have some, right. And then there's a third person. Oh, Damon just got his microphone. Yep. Yeah. So and we're so getting, I there. think we're out of microphones. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> hopefully when, when the, when you know when everybody gets their shit together and we get testing in place and people can actually know what's going on with the covid virus then we can actually start to relax things and see people together and whatever but at that point we'll hopefully get chris in here um we'll have him on the podcast we'll all sit in the same room and we can like oh and so to get to the point we will hopefully have the book in hand then and we can also talk about it so what yeah. we're going to talk about today is um we've been working on this book and it's mostly illustrations with a little bit of writing. And um, we just wanted to talk about, you know, in the nature of designing things and creating basically creation creationists. Yeah, we creationists. we are creationists. <laughs> we are not your, your average creationists. No, no, definitely not. Um, <laughs> not that kind of a pilot. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we like neither of us knew anything about how to make a book. No, or getting or publish get, one. Or yeah, anything. publishing. Yeah, so, so right. Yeah, we just did it. Right. I mean, we're basically done. We're waiting on the print copy to come so we can prove and be like, yeah, that's what we want, and then like make copies of it. Yeah. So in in sort of the antithesis of our um, hopefully received humorously podcast about how to do a thing, so no one asks you to do it ever again. Uh-huh. Um, this one is actually about what we've been doing and how to do a thing collaboratively, like we've been collaborating on it. Yeah. So we had this idea for this book. Um, do we want to talk? Oh, we should, might as well just talk about it. Like, yeah, I've been carrying around the idea for a long time. Yeah. And it wasn't even really my idea to start with. Like it's become sort of a pop culture thing because um, in that God awful movie, what is the name of that movie anyway? Um Oh, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Yes. There's the line uh, the uh, at the very end. At the very end, that the like purposefully obnoxious little girl, yes, purposely unlikable little child, uh-huh. says like every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Yes, yeah. and I just hate that. Right, like I hate it so much. I wrote a book about all of the alternative things that happen to angels when other things happen first. Yes, like, yeah. What follows after? Right. Um, and so we, 
Oh God, I just thought of another one. We should write it down. I'll, I'll talk a little bit while you get it written down. All right, I'm going to write um, it down. So we, uh, when Meg and I kind of started collaborating on on projects and artwork together, one of the things that we talked about was like, well, we should just make this into a book. We could write a bunch of these and then put them in a collection and then maybe like draw some pictures. And I made some, I drew some awful pictures and not in the like, that's endearing and cute way. It's just like, what is that? Just of poor quality. Of poor quality. Yes. Poor quality. Unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. Yeah. Um, But then it turned out that Meg was actually quite exceptional at um, (laughs) this particular style, this particular style. And so she illustrated um, and we wrote a lot of these, um, a lot of these little phrases Right. Um, so like, for instance, every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings every time. Uh, yeah. So here's one, like the very, they're first all one, very irre- irreverent. Yeah, so, like the whole intent of the book is to be the antithesis to adorable yeah, sure. and sympathetic and meaningful. So the very first one is every time you see a rainbow, an angel stubs its toe. It's it's in that vein of yes. hopefully humorous and and kind of tongue in cheek and um you know, obviously it's going to be for everyone and it's going to have Everyone's a massive appeal. It's going to be great for Christmas. Um, yeah, great for Christmas. We're a little early. A little early, but we'll get there. That'll um, give you time to buy enough copies for everyone in your family. Exactly. Yeah. Especially the ones who love angels. Right. So, um yeah, so we've been kind of um it's been a really interesting learning process about the design of it. So um, we learned a lot about, so we kind of sat here and I would write, we would write out the phrases um, yeah, and we tried to kind of get them to um, rhyme a little bit in the vein of the, every time a bell rings an angel gets its wings. So, you know, every time an, every time you see a rainbow an angel stubs its toe, toe, trying to kind of a little bit loosely rhyming, sometimes rhyme slants as we could see fit. Um, and then as far as the art process, we were, um, you were like, we kind of just start, you're doing them on paper with right. just pen and, and ink. And, right. So we sat opposite each other and we had sort of like a little assembly line going yeah. where, so initially we had decided upon all of the phrasing. Right. And then um, we arranged the phrasing and then we did the illustrations to go with the phrasing. So right. once we had compiled the list of all of the, you know, subject predicate, whatever, mm-hmm. um, we sat down and you wrote them out by hand, like you said, and then you would pass that piece of paper to me with yes. the phrase written on it. And right. then as fast as possible, right. I would draw whatever came to mind Yes, um, in as simple and basically like, as sloppy as possible. Like I wanted to show as little respect for the subject matter as, as humanly possible when right. I was drawing it. Yes. And the effect is really charming. Um, <laughs> I think came off. some of them are adorable. Like the, the, there's one drawing that you and I both love so yes. much that yeah. like, I couldn't have predicted how cute it would turn out because yeah. um, like many great artists, I am merely a conduit <laughs> for the art. <laughs> sure. I don't direct it. I just, uh, uh-huh facilitate it right so anyway um it the inspiration came through and it was a super it's objectively adorable to look at but it's also kind of like pathetic too and so i it's like one of those things that i am tempted obnoxiously to get a tattoo of mm-hmm. like I was, anyway um yeah so i think this i think the like the actual approach we took to how we constructed the book and the process that we underwent to manifest it yes was kind of 
like it carries through in the whole book. It's very stylistic and right. we were pretty consistent with it. And I think it turned out really good. There it is. There's that picture. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so good. Um, yeah. So hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we'll actually have this book um, approved and ready. Yeah. So sorry. I feel like I do. Oh, I no. Photo. Yeah. Um, no, no. Yeah. It, so hopefully you'll be able to see I that just think we soon. did it. Like, I think we nailed it. I think we did. I think it really like covers the, um, the subject matter yeah. that we were going for. Yeah, and, and we actually we ended up with a much longer book than we thought we would. Yes. Yeah, that was actually a really surprising um component of it. Um and we uh so that part of it was really fun and so we got a lot of momentum there and we were like really excited to the point where, you know, I scanned all the images in and I kind of printed out a, a faux book on my printer. Right. Made, like, you know, you can make a And then um, we booklet. sewed some together. To yeah. Like, them. you know, you can make like a double-sided booklet. And so we kind of made the double-sided pamphlets and sewed them together and kind of bound them a little bit just to give them a little bit of like meat to them and feel like what it would be like. And yeah. this is what we want to do. And, and didn't it take us like, I mean, from start to finish, like we kind of whipped out the text and the illustrations yes. and then printed and bound a copy of it in, in like, like a weekend a weekend yeah yeah we were like sitting here and we were doing some of our very first podcasts while we were working on it and we yeah. would like do a podcast and then we would like take a break and we would sit down and like do the That's illustrations right. and write them out and then i was like i'm i'm gonna bound we're gonna bind this book watch this and watch this. Print watch it this. <laughs> yeah and um and so that was really fun and uh and so we had that for a while and we kind of like, and so then at that point we were looking at it and we wanted to, we kind of changed the order a little bit yeah. um, to kind of give it a little bit more of a flow, hopefully. Yeah. Um, Cause it started to kind of like take on a life of its own and we were like, Oh this, yeah, this makes sense. Let's just keep doing this. Yeah. And so I think we added some illustrations. We, and then at some point yeah. you were like, I want to redo these ones. So we redid a couple of illustrations. Yeah. There were like a couple where I, I would be flipping through and looking at them yeah. and stylistically they made sense. And then I would come across one where I put in like a little too much detail or right, right. like uh, it wasn't blocky enough or something. It just felt it just out of felt character out. with yeah. the rest of the, yeah. Um, so. And so, but then I feel like we kind of got to a point where we were kind of getting stuck in. Oh, so then we were like, okay, how are we going to publish it? And we looked at, yes. we were, we were looked at a couple of options. One of the things we entertained was the idea of like submitting it to publishers mm-hmm. just to collect the, the, um, yes, to make a like, second book, a follow up book of all of the rejection letters for the book that we wrote. Yeah. Right. Um, but then we just decided like we were losing momentum and like kind of getting feature creep. And so right. we were like, let's just focus on getting it published. And so we were looking at the self publishing options and we considered quite a few and we ended up, um, looking at the one that we felt gave the most, um, it seemed the most open as far as like what was involved, even though it was more involved to actually do the process was through Ingram Spark had, um, their their billing practice and everything is really clear like yes. you you know what everything is being charged for they don't offer as much hand holding um yeah so it's a little more involved like there takes it, you need to learn more about their process and everything but then at that point we had to actually submit a draft in a format that was acceptable to them for right them to and approve. <laughs> not something we yeah not, printed and not sewed sort up of like a yeah right not we like will a not photocopy accept. of a pdf <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah. So no pictures from your phone are not sufficient. Right. So we, um, what we did was we were kind of working on that. And then, um, I just mentioned this idea to Chris, who's been on the podcast a few times now. And, and he was just like really excited about it. He's like, I, I've laid out books before. I'd love to help with that. And so he really like, I feel like just really got the tail end of this project, like wrapped up amazingly. Yes. Um, because he, 
not only did he do the work, but he also like pushed us to get finished with mm-hmm. it. Um, and so I think it really like it gave it a polish that I'm just so pleased with. Um, yeah, Chris is the reason that more people than just me and you might end up seeing a copy of this thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And so because of him, um, we actually submitted it and now it's been approved. And so now we're we're waiting on our like our first actual printed drafts to see if we need to make any final edits or corrections. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And so, yeah. Anyway, I just I thought it was a really interesting um It was really interesting to me to research the little bits and pieces of the layout of the book. Like, where do you put the copyright? And what do you put about the... All the front matter. Front matter. Yeah. And how do you do the thing? Right. Do you need an ISBN number? And all these things. Right. It's cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, And it'll be... I'm excited about it. Um, I'm excited about the front matter of the book itself. Yeah. Yeah. Front matter is pretty great because... it was interesting, like when you're writing something that is like clearly as humor, humorful as this. Humorful. Humorless, humorful. Humorless. It's very humorful. <laughs> yeah. Um, humorous. If you're, when you're, Annoyingly humorful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and other other words that are understandable, but right. not words. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> good. Um, yeah, we... Uh, Humorific. That's a good idea for a book too. Is a collection of collection of like sl- slightly, slightly words, off words, slightly off words, um, discount words, discount words, uh, factory seconds, factory seconds, <laughs> <laughs> offcuts. Um, we could uh, anyway. So when we're right, like when we were working on this book, because it's so much based in humor and tongue in cheek, it it was like. A lot of the things that in a more serious novel, like if you'd spent a long time like writing a novel, you would not, you would write fact, you would not necessarily drive away your customers by filling out like obnoxious stuff in the front matter. Right. But in this case, yeah. because we're more focused on trying to, I mean, we hope we that, just really want to let you know what you're in for before you turn yeah. that first page. Right. And so, um, and I mean, it, it's you know, we hope that the people who that would enjoy this have access to it. That's kind of the point of all of this, the podcast, the book, the, um, all the projects we're working on. We're not looking to like corner the market on something. We're just looking to let other like my, if other people are interested in this material, by all means, please buy it. But if you're offended by it, well also by all means buy it. If you find it offensive, like whatever is your jam, if you like to be offended, this is probably a good book for you. Yeah. Buy two. (laughs) Buy two. Give one to your friends. Mm -hmm. Burn it. (laughs) Piss everybody off. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, it is, it is pretty offensive in some ways. I like, I don't think so, but well, if you find the word fuck offensive, you're fucked. <laughs> it's not going to help you out anywhere. <laughs> Sorry. Don't give it to your mom on Mother's Day or anything like that. Yeah, probably don't do that. Well, I, I, it's your call. Hopefully you know your mother right. better than we do. Yeah, we don't know your mom. Right. <laughs> your mom and them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyway, use your best judgment. Yeah, use your best judgment. Um, yeah. Anyway, we had a really good time working on it, and I I'm actually excited because that's uh, we've had two two projects now that'll be off the ground since we've started this little endeavor. Right, um, and you you're know, listening to one of them. One of them. Yeah. So we're about to be published authors, and we're <laughs> we're podcasters, and we're almost into like the 30s. 
yes on episodes yeah and we've been doing both of these things since before and all during the pandemic so i think we're doing pretty good i think we're doing pretty good yeah the book um, yeah i've noticed i you know on the podcast subject um it's been interesting like there's when i was like looking around for a podcast you know just kind of like getting a lay of the land and like seeing what people are talking about and listening to other podcasts. Like there's a lot of podcasts that started and made it, made it 10 weeks in and stopped. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's kind of like a lot. Hmm. Um, you know, they're just kind of like that. They, they started off like they seemed like they were just going to keep going and then they're not doing it anymore. Well, I mean, it's understandable. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Um, like I have no idea like how long we'll keep doing this for. Mm-hmm. But it seems to be a pretty, pretty solid place to meet and discuss our. Yeah, our at some point we may even like travel to exotic locations to do. Right, I think it helps that we have almost no interest in whether people are listening to it or not. Yes. Um. I mean, I absolutely love that people are listening to it. And yes, I thank you. Yeah, that's great. Um. But since we don't have any advertising and we're not really in the position or really looking to like monetize it necessarily, right? Other than obviously like plugging our other projects and like go buy our book, except you can't right now. Except maybe. you can't yet. Go buy our book, maybe. maybe. Um. Yeah, I mean, other than kind of using it as like a way to kind of find out like what's going on with us and and what we're thinking about and all of those things. And hopefully um, we'll find a way for people to be more participatory. Yeah. Um, I mean, right now we kind of, you can get a hold of us via Twitter or email. Um, I don't know. I don't know what people use for that kind of stuff. I mean, social media seems to be kind of a way. I don't talk to anybody. No. But I think I mean I'm no help. I have yeah, no idea how to reach well, anyone. <laughs> really, what you should do is you should contact our um, executive assistant Dana. Her email is on our website. Yes, um, or just Dana at uh, fcbm.io. That's a, definitely a great way. If you have complaints, absolutely, she will handle them. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she's kind of the protector. So like, if you have a complaint, send it to her. Yep. Um, and then that way she'll digest it and pass it on to us in a more di- a more ego safe way, so that we're not our giant egos aren't injured right in any way. I. I my ego is like a balloon filled to waiting breaking to point. Right. <laughs> waiting to go off in somebody's ear. Right. Yeah. Yes. So uh we were working on and are still working on slowly. Yeah. It takes time. You gotta let the paper mache cure. Yes. We've been working on a series of giant paper mache heads. Yeah, that was also one of the really early projects because I think you'd come over um and you were like, I want to make these, I want to make giant paper. It was, heads. yeah. I was so like, done, it, we can go right now. It was when Brexit was on oh, yes. all the time. And we were listening to TLDR news about mm-hmm. Brexit. And uh, John Burko was uh, still the Speaker of the House of yes. Commons. And he's the one who's always screaming order at people. And yeah. it was his particular, his particular style really tickles my funny bone mm-hmm. and so i wanted to do a giant paper mache head of john burko so i could dress up like john burko yeah. and scream order uh-huh. from inside the head um also in honor of the fact that he was like i'm retiring as soon as this brexit business is handled and i know we're not all going to burst into flames and so it was sort of like oh no more john burko uh-huh. like i have such a like political geek crush on john burko he's so great so anyway I need to finish my giant paper mache head of John yeah. Burko and then dress up in an outfit right. like he would wear and then like take pictures or something. I don't know. So yeah, we'll figure it. Like, we'll order. 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 So 
we were working on that project and how to get a paper mache substructure large enough to subsequently fit over your head and make a giant head itself. Like how to do that? How? And yeah. so we tried a few things and then we settled on like just inflating giant balloons and we had some yes. that were maybe like a little normal party balloons. They were normal party balloons but, and they were pretty big, but they were like very brittle. Yeah. They were older. They'd been, I think they were from a couple of summers ago. Mm -hmm. Um, from that thing in the desert yeah and i had um had them left over in my like you know kitchen drunk so drawer like and we're they're like, latex oh, balloons. balloons yeah and it's exactly why you don't leave condoms in like the dashboard of your car for right, instance exactly, or something yeah. like it just it, they just fell apart yeah and so if you were very persistent like no no this is gonna work and we're gonna blow them up as big as we can and then they'll yeah. be large enough and i was like okay i think they're like really fragile though and so there's this one <laughs> balloon that was like blown up just like you just didn't even want to look at it yeah. sideways. You're just like wincing because any second it was going to blow. And it sort of drifted across the room to where I was standing. And I, as I was bending over to grab something unrelated, the balloon, like in slow motion, drifted into my field of view and like rested. It alighted on uh, yes. the door jam, which is metal and has sort of like a sharp edge to it all the way over where it meets yeah the frame of the door and right. it exploded immediately like inches from my eardrum right. ear ringing <laughs> just noise like, just <laughs> it was so loud and i just started laughing like i think i didn't do anything for a second and uh -huh. then i started laughing but it was just like Wee! <laughs> <Right here. laughs> like, the look on your face and like you started laughing but i could tell you didn't want to laugh because you knew right. that it was like so painful but also it was hilarious and i was laughing yeah it was a good yeah. moment yeah so those are other things that we do yeah mishaps mishaps yep explode our eardrums yeah so i can bleed inside my giant paper mache john burko head right <laughs> like the bloody eardrum slow ear bleed yeah right. weakens the structure of the paper mache yeah but we we got there now yeah. we have four heads we just need to paint them now we're, right we're right stage, and we need to do the like building up four. of the facial features and yeah there's some work that needs to be done but we're we're getting there we're getting there and yeah. then we're gonna we're gonna do it we're gonna put faces on and then we're gonna wear them yeah it's gonna be great Take oddly that's like it. our longest running project is the giant it is we started heads. early and it's been it's been kind of kicking around we keep every once in a while we do another layer on it or some kind of you know yeah yeah reinforcements um, yeah i i mean i kind of wanted to talk about this um and this is a perfectly mm -hmm. exact a good example of why um i was thinking about you know when we talked about doing the podcast like one of the things that can get a get in the way of putting your work out there is if it's if it's not like you don't feel like it's good enough oh right um and i I think about that a lot because I, you know, the production quality of this podcast is like mostly what we're going for is clarity of sound. Um, like I don't have a lot of sound effects or any, like we don't, I don't really do editing in the sense that I don't cut things out and put, you know, move things around or like tighten things up or do anything like that. Um, mostly I just try to make sure that we're both aud audibly lit, you know, you can listen to it without ear strain or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's one of the reasons we've been able to get even to the point we're at now is because we've not, we've lowered like it, hopefully it will get better with time and people, you know, we'll find ways to like, you know, meet whatever creativity goals we want to do. But I feel yeah. like there's a huge amount of value in just putting things out there and like moving on rather than being like, it's not good enough. Like with the book, 
um, you'd kind of mentioned at one point, you're just like, I think I'm done drawing pictures because we'd kind of talked about doing a little more artwork for the book. Yes. Um, and that was kind of a good indicator to me. I was like, right, like we're pushing up against the point where we've, we're losing momentum on this and mm-hmm. now it's becoming, it's going to be difficult to publish if we don't just go forward and push print. Yeah. Um, and so I think one of our, one of the reasons we've been successful at getting a lot of our work done and the reason like getting things like turned out day in and day out is because of that. Like we're not looking, we're not holding it to some impossible standard. Yes. Uh, we're not experts on any of the stuff that we do right. in respect to this podcast. Right. I mean, there's things, you know, I've worked in programming like for years yeah. and I consider myself, you know, fairly adept at the oh, trade, but sure. that's not, um, that's not, necessarily applicable to this like i might be like oh i know a little bit about this idea around design but i'm not an expert in design we're not rocket surgeons talking about rocket surgery all the time exactly yeah um and the uh, like i think we do all right with that um i think well like the whole thing is just to produce as many ideas as possible yeah and just proliferate ideas and then see which one's like catch on or come to the top or whatever. Like we just have way too much creative energy to sit just around to, and not yeah. use it. And I do like it builds that nice momentum of being creative because the more we do it, the more I want to keep doing it. Yeah. Even if it's, and the more I get through like producing something and realizing it's actually not that bad. And even though it doesn't meet my like own personal standard um, and apparently other people's standards too, occasionally I'm right. okay with that. Like yep. the fact is there's <laughs> just too many people out there. Someone's going to hate your shit always always just out of principle mm-hmm. um so and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and getting over that has been like a big one for me too um yeah yeah um like just don't read the comments you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i uh, going into this i didn't really no care. i mean that was, I didn't and so coming either. out of it i'm not gonna care either right um it doesn't really change much um i just like having an outlet yeah, me too. I like making stuff. Yeah. No act of creation is ever too small. Right. Yeah, I really, I. it's been... We need to create some kind of compartmentalization for all this personality that we have. Is that what we need to do? Is compartmentalize it? Right. Subdivide it. Put a little in this podcast, put a little inside these heads. Uh-huh. Hide some over here in this book. Stash it away. Yeah. There's so many other projects too. Yes. Yeah. Like we have a whole. Yeah. Uh, we're never working on just one thing. It's like six or eight things at once. Right. Right. And reupholstering a chair at some point. <laughs> that's like that was one of our early projects too that we've never quite gotten to finishing. <laughs> right. But it keeps moving forward. Um, yeah. You know, like we're. You know, it'll. It's also low priority, right? I mean, because right. I'm trying to kind of point at the things that we have gotten done. Like we've got the podcast right, is considered. Like if we stop now, we're ahead of the game. Um, not that I'm suggesting that we're going to stop creating podcasts. It's just that correct. Um, that we've. I'm not stopping until I'm in the 98th percentile for podcasting. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I'm. My goal is like I'm kind of wondering if we need to do. <laughs> I'm like ready to up the ante. I'm like, look, I like think 99. We, I think we need to forget about 99. Like, I think we need to up the ante and we need to be pr- producing two a week. Right. Let me ask you this. Where am I in relation to Mark Marin? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's all I care about. I love how my, my uh someone I know um was helping me with the uh with the podcast setup a little bit mm-hmm. and he he's like he's like, Oh you're like he was really kinda into the 
into the idea of doing a podcast. And then he like sends me this link and he's like, well, I think you're sounding kind of, I think you sound better than this guy. And it was Mark, Mark Maron, Maron. And I was like, Seth, <laughs> oh, well, there, my brother. I was like, no, 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 no. We definitely do not. <laughs> no. There's no chance. Um, and I, I mean, I know what he means. Like, I think he was like, you know, the sound or whatever. And I'm like, no, like that's they, listen again. This is a man who's been doing a podcast yeah, for a long time. I think you don't understand podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Sound engineering. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's okay. I mean, no, he probably he actually well. does. But yeah, he, actually, he really does. It was just, um, it was especially great that he, it, of all of the people yeah. that he could have like selected randomly or whatever. Yeah, he picked someone that you and I are just like obsessed, we listen, with. obsessed with and listen to all the time and really just like hang on every word and are always really, he has some really great ability to interview people in a way that's like very personal and really enjoyable because i love that he has um unique chemistry with every one of his guests yeah and he's like available and it's not he's not there like you know tearing them apart he's like well this is about you and here we are and then they have a nice conversation i'm like i want to be in that room hanging out with those two people that sounds lovely and yeah comfortable and easy. his his interview when he interviewed Barack Obama was really good. Yeah. And his interview with Terry Gross was like stupid Ugh, good. Stupid good. Yeah. And then there have been so many that are there just great. so many. Yeah. Yeah. His Danny DeVito one was amazing. I loved that one. Yeah. God. Danny DeVito is a national treasure. Yep. No question. So is Mark Maron. Yeah. So is Larry David. So is Larry David. So is Terry Gross. I don't think you know what a national treasure is. <laughs> You really? <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight you on this. It's a muffin. It's a muffin. Um, yeah. yeah. So, how to do a thing? Maybe there. We do lots of things. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, be forewarned that if you're invited post-pandemic to some kind of a party that we have, it's probably going to be an interactive party. We're going to force you to make something on your way in. <laughs> yes, that's been the latest thing. Is we've, we've kind of come to the conclusion that we've been not demanding enough. We don't demand enough of our friends. Yeah, we need to demand more. Raising the bar. Right, raising the bar. Um, yes, definitely. Um, we could throw a virtual party. Well, yeah, you missed the last one that we had. I did, but I was thinking we could throw a more publicly available virtual party for the podcast specifically. We're all in That's weird more, time zones. Well, I, I mean, know, that could be I mean, super we could fun. just be like, you know, just make it like kind of publicly available. And it's like the more people, the merrier. Just see how much of a clusterfuck that is. I mean, how many, like, how many can you fit on a particular video chat? I don't know, but we're not using Zoom, so. No, but I mean, we could do like. <laughs> You can forget about that. Anyway, we'll, we'll, you know, another Google Hangouts, Google Hangouts, whatever. We'll figure something out. It would be weird. Right. Something weird. We could just do a chat room. It would feel like a work meeting. That's what it makes me feel like. Okay. Well, you get to come to my business meeting now. Well, what we could do, um, what we could do is if we had, um, something you could participate in as a way to like show off your, so if we were going to be more demanding of our friends and like you have to wear a face mask or something like some fancy mask, like a masquerade, um, we could just have people send in photos and then we could share them and make that kind of the event, like, you know, send them in by this day and then we'll put them up photo of whatever. We'll put it up. Okay. Stay tuned for how to do this thing. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. 
<laughs> yeah. I I'm not sure um like I don't know like how like how many listeners we have who are itching to be participatory in that way. Mm, um, right. Yeah. So I think more I'm mentioning it just in the sense of like making sure we're inclusive and like, you know, it'd be interesting to find out. Um, I'd love to have some. You like our podcast? You think you can do better than this? Why don't you come try? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We could do. I mean, there's a lot of things I was thinking about that might be fun. <laughs> We're going to become do, friends through a series of escalating dares. <laughs> right. Um, I was thinking, too, we could have like we could set it up where it's like email us like a short audio clip mm-hmm. and we'll just like string them together and we'll just talk. We'll just do a little introduction and be like, this is so and so from Nebraska. And they wanted to say this. Oh, that's great. I love that idea. Yeah. But things like we'll give them, you know, we'll give some topic and like, what's your opinion about this and put them all together. It might be an interesting thing to listen to. <laughs> like listener but, soundbite grab bag. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Or like that have you ever played the Exquisite Corpse game? Uh I don't think so. I think you, you've told me about it. You like there's you can adapt it to writing, so you co write a book with a group of people, but like it there's rules to the composition. So you can only read the thing that the person in front of you wrote. Uh huh. But you know, like nobody before them or whatever. And the okay. idea is you add on to a story, but since yeah. nobody knows where it started and nobody knows where it's heading, yeah. every addition that someone contributes to the they overall storyline. Veering left. Right. right. Yeah. All off right. crazy. You can do this also with a there's like a game where you draw. Yeah. I think originally it was called Exquisite Corpse because you draw different you like take pieces of paper and then yeah. you cut them right. laterally yeah. so that it's a top, middle and bottom in equal thirds. Yeah. Um, and the top part is where you draw the head and the middle part is where you draw the body and the bottom gotcha. the feet. Yes. And then you can flip through it and right. every page has a different right. drawing on it. Right. Um, and then you can flip it the individual sections like back it. and forth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, Doing a po- an exquisite corpse podcast would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. That is a great idea, and I I'm already kind of imagining like how we might set it up. Is we could get um we could kind of have a sign up, and be like, okay, here's the people, because if we're gonna do it in that style, then they need to hear the clip before them, right? Um, which is perfectly fine. We could probably do that, um, you know, and give everybody like a timeline. So it's like if you don't if you can't do it by this day, then we're going to keep moving on so it doesn't get stuck on somebody. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm, not, I'm done with that. It'd be pretty It'd be fun. fun. Yeah. All right. I wrote that down as an exquisite corpse podcast, comma, yeah. maybe. Maybe. It's a very maybe podcast. Very maybe podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's all these projects we're working on. We've also been talking about putting a farm inside of a building. Yeah which is something I've wanted to do for a long time yeah. and I will have room to do it soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So indoor farming. Um, I mean, we've, we've made progress on that. We've built that, um, uh, this sprouting box, this like auto sprouter. That's like basically like you can grow sprouts automatically. Like it manages the time, the watering and the light and mm-hmm. everything for you. It's so once you kind of set it up, you just put the seed in there. Yeah. Um, you know, that's something, I think we might expand on and that may be another possible product that we can either open source or make available um, yes. for a reasonable, yes. reasonable endeavor. Um, yeah. And so um, we like growing things. Yep. That's another project. And I grow things all the time, but uh, we're, we're growing things in the future too, like food, future food. Right. Yeah. And 
We've been keeping up with, um, you know, one of our early podcasts was the Space Health Conference. Yes, and we're doing more of that right now, too. Yeah, so we've been following along with the, um, what's it called, the Red School Risk? Red, red risk. risk. Red Risk. So, like, risk categories in aerospace are categorized in terms of color, red being the most important, the most, like, um, critical. critical things sure. to fix. Right. Like, and so when you leave the planet and you go into microgravity and beyond, say, like, to the moon or to Mars, you're bombarded with all kinds of radiation in space. And right. so what get it dealing with the effects of radiation in space on people is something that has to be figured out before anybody gets to go to Mars because it like, I didn't even know this, but you explained it to me about like the heavy. Oh, so the radiation exposure in Mars, like there's different energy levels of um, radiation. And mm -hmm. uh, radiation, are we're really what we're talking about are um, atomic particles that are moving at relativistic speeds, as in like very close to the speed of light. Yes. Um, and they're, so their energy level is quite high. And so what they do is they bombard your, you know, your physical body. And when they interact with your DNA, like if you, you know, if you have a heavy ion, like an iron, like an FE ion coming in, mm -hmm. it can obliterate parts of your DNA strand in that cell. And so damaging DNA, depending on how the DNA is damaged, um, it can have, it can be more or less repairable by the inherent mechanism in the DNA process inside right. the cell. Like, you know how DNA looks like a ladder that's twisted? Yeah. And it's got rungs and two sides to the ladder. Mm -hmm. um, if it, if this radiation punches through a section of your DNA right. and it only gets one, one of the base half pairs of that, yeah. um, and it doesn't completely sever the ladder into yeah. two sections, then <clears throat> you are probably maybe going to be okay. Right. Like, and by you, we mean that cell. Um, so the thing yeah. to understand here is what's happening is that um, you're getting exposed to these uh, higher energy particles and they're so, coming through. Yeah, your your DNA is just sitting there doing its thing in right. all of your cells and right. then all of a sudden one drive cell, by. Right, one cell gets shot or three shells, cells get shot. And so what happens is oftentimes it just means that cell is going to die. Right. Which is perfectly recoverable and fine. As a whole organism, you're fine. Yeah, there's a whole apoptosis is when your cells basically yeah. like self-destruct in order right. to... But it also, what happens is it can create mutations and other problems where it's basically altering your DNA yes. in an unregulated un <clears throat> way. And so now occasionally you might have cells that become cancerous because their their apoptosis fails. They don't have that mechanism in place anymore. And so they yep. become prolific and they grow into a tumor. They All of the things that lead to cancer. Yeah. Multiplying and... Right. They and keep making facsimiles of faulty information at that point. Yeah, and because they're replicating cancer. the like the modified DNA. Yeah. Right. Um it's also how you get mutations in in populations, right? Yes. Um but it's not in this case what we want for an individual astronaut going to Mars. Right, because um, the downstream consequences months or years later is like cancer or really bad bad things. Yeah, lots of lots of immediate health problems. Um so the only way that we really have to model any of this stuff yeah. is by creating scenarios and conditions on Earth or up on like the space station and things where we can simulate or observe direct phenomena and try to extrapolate that to a trip to Mars yeah. and figure out, okay, well, 
how can we how can we make it possible to repair injured DNA or damaged DNA yeah. better or, or like or I mean how can are, we shield how, against it how, how can, can we, we shield it how right. can we prevent it from being a problem how can we make the effects of it benign in some way by circumventing them like right. t- who knows yeah right? what are the options what are the options a lot here? of what we're learning about now is just understanding like what our current understanding about radio radio exposure or radioactivity exposure or exposure to those sources in space is right um, you know because so the ISS is in a and then develop a low earth orbit which means it has a particular typical radioactive exposure at that orbit predictable yeah predictable yeah but as you get further away from the earth you're less protected by the magnetosphere and Mm -hmm. there's other problems um so yeah so it's a whole thing and then also when you're on mars like mars doesn't have an atmosphere which is something that also protects us from radiation exposure right um and it also doesn't have a magnetosphere so it's also more exposed than earth Mm -hmm. um, to the solar radiation and the solar radiation is the main source of it there's also uh galactic radiation right yeah. Um, that comes in from all other all sources. Over, all, all over the place. All over the place. But the solar radiation is the, like a big source for us right now because that's mm-hmm. the sun's constantly putting off um, this radioactivity or right. radio, radioactive materials. And if there's like particularly violent weather on the sun, right. it can like eject giant like you've seen um coronal mass ejections and stuff yes you yeah. probably i think most people have probably seen them because they're kind of fascinating and they're easy to amazing to see yeah yeah, beautiful. yeah. spectacular um spectacular, so yeah. yeah the sun can just barf a bunch of itself out into the universe and yeah. like fry some shit on the way right, right and so like there's a whole branch of like space weather yeah um that tries to predict and um, essentially do meteorology but like on the sun to, to determine when there's going to be problematic occurrences yeah from solar radiation and either warn or sh- batten down the hatches or whatever you need to do to protect the iss or like oftentimes it interferes with communications on planet earth too yeah um yep. so yeah there's like all kinds of stuff and so the Translational Research Institute for Space Health, yep. Trish, um, sponsored uh, what they call the Red Risk School. Yeah. And it's a series of webinars that um, they're doing with a number of, um, like there's oncologists and people people who understand a lot about radiation um, and its effects on the human body. And yeah. those are the people who are kind of helping provide modeling for what might be experienced in space yep. or in microgravity or on Mars and try and use the technology and the understanding that we already have here mm-hmm. to interpret and try to find a path forward to getting to Mars without frying everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. So we've seen three lectures now. Um, uh, four, actually. Four. Right. Yes, Thursday. today was the fourth. Yeah, today was the fourth. Right. So, um, right. I for, yes. Yeah. So the um, w- you mentioned kind of modeling radioactive or radio expo- radiation exposure, um, right? And they have you know, and and that's kind of an issue because um, you want to be able to test your solutions. Mm-hmm. You also want to be able to collect data about what's actually going on. It's not enough to be like, hey, we know we had some astronauts up in the 60s and 70s and, you know, they kind of got fucked up and let's fix that. Like, yeah. you need to be like, well, how did they get fucked up? What were they exposed to? How long were they exposed to? 
to that particular source. Mm-hmm. What did that source look like? Like, what do we know about it? What, so, what effects did it have on like? Yeah, how are they doing now? Like, what's you know, what are their problems? Like, and you know, they're obviously a fairly small sample group. Is that how how reflective of that is the general of of the general population? Is that like you know all of these things? I mean, we also know a lot more about cancer and radiation exposure in general now, just from sources on Earth and and our own exposure to the sun walking around outside. Right. But um, one, there were kind of two things that stand out in my mind. There was the um, there was the one uh person who was talking about they were using weather balloons to basically place samples yeah um basically in the ionosphere i think is how or the stratosphere i think the stratosphere is where they get to but that it you get mostly out of the atmosphere relatively speaking so you can in essence you can get space radiation without actually having to go right to space or the space station or fire a giant rocket or yeah and so um and apparently like weather balloons are very cheap relatively speaking um for lifting masses and they can lift quite heavy masses it seemed like he was talking about um and so they have these like massive payloads that they send up and it was really interesting to me that particular talk he was talking about um one of the issues of being like well you know you might say okay but we still have the magnetosphere so you're you're still getting a lot of shielding Mm -hmm. from space radiation but i guess there's that hole over the south pacific yeah, I don't. Uh, I didn't. I kind of missed <clears throat> that a little bit, but I, there's my understanding is that there's a zone over, like, kind of to the east of South America that is relatively unprotected by the magnetic sphere mm. or magnetic shielding mm. that the Earth provides. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, sending uh, weather balloons up in that area means that you get much closer to what um, interplanetary space radiation exposure might look like. Yes. Relatively speaking, there's still a lot of issues with being next to a gravitational body is my understanding. But um, because he was talking about like even when you get to Mars, there's still some protection just being on the surface of it versus like being up above the surface. Yeah. And it um, um, just the the planet itself, I think, is blocking part of it, blocking a huge portion of because if you're floating out in the middle of nowhere, you're exposed to all angles, all angles in 360 degrees. Right. X, Y, Z axis. Right. But if you're on the surface of a planet, you are only exposed uh, like from 180 degrees. Right. And from from the ground on your left to the ground on your right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then yeah. underneath of you, there's a whole planet blocking what, whatever be, would be blasting at you from that direction. If gotcha. you were floating. Yes, that makes sense. So. Um, I think he called it like the two pi. Yeah. R, that would make sense. Which is 180 degrees. Right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. Two pi, so, two pi, two pi, two pi protection. I, yeah. he, he two pi said R. it really yeah, quickly. And it, yeah, at it, first I, I was like, I should know this because I was just doing some um, trigonometry, but it's already slipped my mind. Well, someone will be rolling over in their grave right now. Yeah. My lack of mathematical precision. So, yeah, Um, they they had the um, Keith Singel, the director of photodynamic therapy program, executive director of Penn mesothelioma program and the Department of Radiation Oncology at University of Pennsylvania. And he deals with thoracic malignancies and radiation oncology. Yes. Yeah. He was like, I could tell just by the way he spoke about his subject matter that like he knows so many things. Right. <laughs> he knows so many things. Yeah. Really amazing. Um, and uh, I think you took notes on day two and I didn't have a chance to, but Jeff Jones from Baylor, Texas was 
from day three. Yeah. Um, and then this morning I didn't see, um, have a chance to write it down. Yeah. Jeff Jones was day three or day two. Yeah. Three. Oh, I, my notes are, are pretty lacking on day two apparently. Oh, well, anyway, um, anyway we, yeah. we've been doing it and tomorrow's the last day. So it was a five day yeah, series. Right. I, Red that's, Risk that's, School. Yeah. And the point wasn't to get into the minutiae of it more. <laughs> just to, um, it, uh, I, you know, I was thinking about since we've been, this has kind of just turned into talking about different projects and things that we've been doing. Um, I've also, you know, I think a lot of people are finding, um, trying to find their way in this time right now because a lot of people find themselves without a job. Um, hopefully they're in a position where that's not life threatening or too anxiety inducing. Um, I know for me, like, even though I was already kind of stretched well before this happened and kind of thinking about what I wanted to do with my life, um, this didn't help in that regard. Oh. Um, I mean, in some ways it kind of focused me and I was like, well, get your shit together because we're all doing this now. Um, yeah. But, uh, I know, like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think that if you find yourself, like, just, you know, kind of paralyzed and in a lot of anxiety, like, deal with that. Don't feel bad about not doing things or, yeah, you know, like, take a holiday at home if you need to or whatever you, whatever you can do to, like, alleviate that because that that's hard if you're just kind of paralyzed by anxiety and mm-hmm. fear and frustration and just feeling, like, shut down. Um that's something that you that is real and understandable yeah so but um what i wanted to get at is was uh you know i've been talking so like one of my friends she was telling me um she's also started writing which was something that i remember we went to high school together and i remember um she talked about wanting to write a long time ago and i was always kind of curious why she didn't she ended up becoming a teacher and you know a very good one and working with special ed and really very caring kind person um but I had always just kind of wondered why that, but now she's like, I think she's kind of found a second win and been encouraged to do that. So I'm very excited about that. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. I think, um, I think people are finding weird opportunities to kind of explore stuff that they never would have before. Um, I also find it funny, like there's so many things that kind of get in the way of that. Like it's Mm -hmm. so easy to just sit it, sit and watch like, you know, these days we call it Netflix, but back in my day we called it TV. Yeah. Um, right. Um, I think it's very easy to get sucked into just like consuming media all day long. Um, and it's such a, it's such a weird stimulation for me. Like, I mean, I do it myself. Like I'm not judging anybody. Like I sit at home and watch YouTube all day long sometimes. Um, but it is interesting. Like, um, just, Sorry, I heard something in my background and I was like, what is that noise? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Please continue. I'm listening. I promise. Okay. Um, so we, uh, I, anyway, I was just kind of, I'm, I'm just waxing weird on that particular topic. I don't know. I just think about like how much that can just suck away the time of your day. Yes. Um, and it's so much easier to do that than it is to like break over the energy barrier of start starting a new project or even continuing with picking up something that you've been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's hard to find joy in the things that you sometimes enjoy doing, even though there's like a hard component to it, like things that are, um, things that have a reward mechanism that is sort of like the reward comes after having done it. 
and while you're doing it it's like working out is like it's the reward oftentimes comes after like you feel good about having done it you don't necessarily always feel good in the moment of doing it yeah not always i mean um but i was thinking more in terms of just like all kinds of things like you know working like so i'm working on that electronic synthesizer project that we've been kind of plugging away and um i find when i get going it's hard to stop. I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm making progress. Like this is working now and this is working now. I get really excited. Um, but then when I stop then to start again, like, so when I stop to go to bed or I stop to like do something else and then when Mm -hmm. it's time to come back to it, that's when it's harder for me to like get into it again. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's like, you're just carried by inertia either direction. Yeah. 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 And that's where I, I I find things like, uh, Netflix and things like that. So insidious for me Mm -hmm. personally, because it's like, man, the call of like, I'll just watch one more video. Like, that'll be fine. And then I'll do this thing. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, it's very frustrating. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like a, the internet is like a giant, giant, shiny red button. Yeah. But that's been great. Like, you know, doing this podcast today when you were like, you know, you sent me a message and you're like, hey, let's do the thing. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. And here we it. are. Yeah. Um, and it's nice. Like, you know, I think we like prod each other fairly unrelentlessly in that regard uh-huh. <laughs> do, it. do it do a thing <laughs> right yeah. yeah persistence overcomes inertia yes yeah maybe we'll have to make paintings later oh we haven't done a painting in a long time we yeah. um i've started collecting massive amounts of cardboard at my house to do these layer paintings yeah i wonder if it's going to take me forever to prep a series of them that I want to do like so long that we may actually be able to get together and like paint them at some point. That'd be great fun. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of ours about like she, I sent one to her in the mail that I had finished yeah. um, in her honor and she was very excited about it. And she's like, you could totally do a series of these like yeah. a, like an installation. And I thought, well, I was kind of thinking about that, but now that you said it, I'm definitely going to do it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do a series of them and I have a lot of cardboard. And so the big ones, I'm going to go from large to small yeah. through the series of oh, cool. paintings. Uh-huh. So they're going to start big and end up very tiny. Yeah. Um, Cause I have some big sheets of really nice cardboard and I don't want to destroy them or cut them into smaller pieces. So, right. I, so I need they're to start to out with something ones. big. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> um, What else? I'm trying to think of other things that we've been working on. My cat's on a diet. Your cat's on a diet. So he doesn't need. I feel like that's a good, insulin. that's a good podcast title. My, I think my I, cat's on a diet. <laughs> yeah. My cat's on a diet. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Still walking every day. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. What else? I don't know. Um, I mean, I, you know, we could kind of wrap up here. It's been about an hour and oh, okay. I think we're, um, do you have any tips for living well in hell today? Um, you know, I'm not sure. Um, I would, I would say like, do things that make you feel good as long as they're not hurting anybody else. Yeah, that's a good one. It makes you feel good to talk to your neighbors. Do it from a distance. Right. Please. (laughs) I'm begging you. Yeah. Um, I think it's real easy to like want to just like, it's been going on so long now that it's real easy to just be like, fuck it. What's the point? 
Um, but there is a real point to it um, of like keeping social distance and staying at home and yes, um, not going over and getting in your neighbor's business and yeah, just kind of really trying keep to your hands it. in your comments to yourself. Don't breathe on people. Right. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So don't be a dick and take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah. But please, by all means, like stay safe um, and, you know, keep your, stay home. It's fine. I mean, you know, do what you need to survive, but be aware of what's surviving versus like needing a haircut. Yeah. Because seriously. Cut your own hair. That is a great project. That is a super fun project. And if there was ever a time to explore cutting your own hair, it's now. I, You can really tell who your friends are when you come out of it and you have a bad haircut and yeah. they're, they're shocked for whatever. I mean, if someone's giving you a hard time about having a bad haircut, they're not your friend. Especially now. That's right. They should be offering. You know the best haircut I ever had? Yeah. It was right after my grandfather died and we were all just in a weird, awful mood. Yeah. And two of my aunts wanted to do something with my hair. I was like, I feel like I should just cut off all my hair or something. Uh-huh. And my aunt Covey and my aunt Linda decided that they would give me a haircut. And so they each took a scissors and a half of my head and uh-huh. I got more fucking compliments on that like half ass haircut in a bathroom sitting on a toilet uh-huh. lid than I have on any haircut I ever paid for. And it ended up being asymmetrical, and uh-huh. they basically gave me two haircuts, one on each side of my head, and it looked fabulous. That's pretty great. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a haircut story too that was uh that did not it was not fabulous, but it was great. Um, I I got uh I used to have really really long hair, like really long blonde hair when I was um younger, like down to my was butt. it like platinum blonde? Um. You no, got, was like you have kind of blonde. like a ginger tinge to your hair. I do, yeah. So it was like real bleached blonde. Yeah. Bit. Like yeah. not platinum-y quite, but it was just like, um, you know, been living in Southern California for too long. Right. And, um, and It's great. <laughs> it is great. Southern here. California is great. Yeah. And, uh, I, and I was living in England and my friend Steve passed away and I had been, I was living with my girlfriend at the time and I was thinking about, I'd been thinking about cutting my hair and we went to the wake and we came back to our house and um, I was real drunk because we'd gone to the wake and Mm -hmm. we were both pretty drunk and we'd walked back from wherever it was and we walked everywhere there. I don't even think we had a car at that time. Anyway, get back to the house, come inside. and I remember just being like, I'm going to cut my hair and just grabbing the nearest scissors I could see and sitting down in the middle of the, like the living room area in front of the fireplace while the, like not really a fire. It's like a, it's like a wall heater kind of, but it has fire in yeah. it. And, um, and just, just cutting my hair off <laughs> and, um, and my girlfriend is crying, like just sitting there just oh. bawling in front of me. Like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, Nope, this is, if ever there's a time, like this is it. Like I need this change. Yep. Like I'm marking this moment. Um, cutting all your hair off is like a sacred act. Yeah. And so I just cut it all off and then, the next day, um, we got up and I think she was a little annoyed about the whole situation. Um, she really liked my long hair and I, uh, I, um, I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh man, cause it was like, I cut it as short as I could, but it wasn't, I didn't shave it. 
Mm. And it was not even by even a little <laughs> bit. And so um, she just laughed at me and she said, well, and I said, oh, do you have a razor? And she's like, well, you're not using my leg razors for that. And Aww. so she was like, she made me walk down to the corner store or down to the, like the grocery store and get one with the in your state in my state. Um, I I think I'm embellishing a little bit. I don't think she was quite that cruel. I think she just didn't have any or something. Um, <laughs> She's like a but, slave driver. Yeah. So anyway, I went and, and got a razor and, and came back and shaved my head. And then that was a problem because that at that time in England, like people with shaved heads were skinheads, which were like shitty fucking, what is that? Like neo-Nazis. Or yeah. Um, which was not at all what I was going for at all. <laughs> um, Shit. Yeah. Oops. Anyway. Would um, you like this wig? I survived though. It's fine. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, that's my that's my haircut. That's great. Do you remember like in junior high school when people used to call each other posers all the time? Yep. Yep. You were like, can you imagine if a bunch of neo-Nazi skinheads in England called you a poser for having a shaved head? That'd be hilarious now. I don't know how I would have received it then. I probably just would have (laughs) been like, I I was so like like out of touch with like the culture of the time like i was totally a displaced youth like i had been living in hawaii yeah when i was barely 18 and now i was living in england and um just <laughs> i had no sense of like what was what what people were doing what's or going what was on like. yeah um what's happening yeah anyway uh, nice yeah i would have just been like oh that guy just called me a poser i haven't heard that in a while I think one of my teeth is like drifting weird in a weird direction. I just want to throw that in. All right. That's a good note to end on. End on. I may, like, so I may end next up, week to you know, find out what, what's direc- going on with your tooth. Which direction my tooth took. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like decision to vacate my jaw. <laughs> it's like, I'm going over here now. I'm going over here. It's like growing out all weird over here. Oh. It's yeah. I'm going to have to like maybe get some like Invisalign or something to deal right. with this because it's like what's it looks like one of the Hawaiian islands in the chain just broke off and it's started like sailing away yep. <laughs> you can see where there used to be an archipelago and now right there is a lone island rogue island it's one of my canine teeth it's just like bing, yeah like a snaggle tooth yeah it's taken off it hurts too like I'm teething oh. Oh. Which is how I know it's moving because I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And my bite changed. So my teeth are shifting around, which sucks. Which yeah, that does suck. is not going to get fixed unless I. Yeah, you're going to have to have. Take some... extraordinary measures. Yeah. It's all right. I'll get well, the. Well, orthodontics one. is cheaper and better than ever. So. Well, yeah, I had two sets of braces cheap. as a it's kid and look at than we're it here was. still talking about it at 40. So. Yep. No, I'm the same way. So. Solid investment. Solid investment. Yep. Anyway, okay. that's it. All wash right. your hands. Yes. Wash your hands. Thank you. Get everyone. your shit together. Uh, or not or not just don't beat yourself up about it yeah seriously don't be too hard okay we'll be fine okay okay bye